Hello and thank you for listening. My name is Kyle Eric, and this is A for Abled. So tonight we have another great interview with a fellow podcaster by the name of Keith Snyder. Him and I both met through um, a Facebook group called The Podcast Movement, and because of that, I was able to um, listen to his podcast called Anxiety About Anxiety, where he talks about his own personal anxieties, but also passes the mic to individuals to share their story. During this interview, we talk about a lot of things, how it affected him after he was diagnosed with anxiety, um, what happened when he tried to uh, when he tried to get help the first uh, first few times he tried to get help, how it affected his family, and how he is trying to break the stigma through podcasting. We also talk about the three shows that he created, which are Anxiety About Anxiety, Our Black Voices Matter, and Seven Minutes of Laughter. So with that being said, let's get to the latest episode of A for Abled. He is on a mission to prove to people that it's okay to talk about your mental health, whatever and whatever it may be. It's okay to not be okay. Him and I met um, through the podcast. What was it? The podcast movement group. I think it was. I yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the it was the podcast movement Facebook group. You had um, you had asked uh, the group, "Is there anybody willing to share?" their um you know share their story on your mm-hmm. podcast now you yep. had already been doing your podcast for a minute so um as soon as you as soon as you posted that up i was like okay let me you know let me throw my hat in the ring let me see how let me see how this goes because i had listened to a few of your episodes mm-hmm. and i'm like okay this seems like a good guy he's got a nice head on his shoulders and i love his message yep. so so welcome to the show thank you for uh, thank you for being with me tonight I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on. Man, I I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I I I'm I'm really, um, you know, as a fellow as as a fellow advocate uh, for uh, mental health and discussions and things, mm-hmm. I appreciate everything that you're doing. So no doubt, you're, no doubt. So let's just let's just start out with it with a uh, question. I I try to hit people with you know with this question every once in a while. If you were to describe yourself, like if somebody were to ask you, who is Keith Snyder? What would mm. you say? Man, who, 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 who am I? Mm. I don't know, man. Um, I'm just a, I'm a normal guy, you know, who, uh, who's been through a lot. Mm. And um, I'm just trying to, you know, let my voice be heard. And um, I'm just trying to be a, an example for people out there that's going through tough times, you you know, going through any type of mental health struggles, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. I just, you know, I want to, I want to let people know that, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would say I'm just a, I'm a normal guy with a story, man, with a heart. And I'm just trying to be a voice, man. That's, that's me in a nutshell. If you ask me tomorrow, I might be somebody different. I don't know. (laughs) It it depends on the situation. Depends on the situation. Depends on the situation. I hear you. All right. All right. So you started your podcast, um, Anxiety About Anxiety, mm-hmm. um, back in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. November, November 3rd, 2019, to be exact. So you've been in the podcast game for about two for about two years. But that's your was that your first uh was that your first time attempting to do a podcast? Uh yeah, man. <laughs> My very first time. Like I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know. I didn't have no clue what I was getting into. All I did really was push record on my phone mm. and I just started to talk. You know, what? I had, no, so, I had no clue where it was going to take me. Now I'm here. It's some, it's sometimes all you got to do is just be willing to do it. That's, that, that's it. There's no, there's no real rules to this and there's no real, like there, there are plenty of people that, that have, you know, insight and they have mm-hmm. webinars and classes on how to successfully start a podcast, but yep. really it's just about doing it. Yep. Yep. I, I definitely agree. Like, like for me, 
the way I'll kind of share mm-hmm. about how I like how I really got started. Mm-hmm. That was gonna so, be my, that was gonna be my next question. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So so basically, and I try to keep it short because I got a tendency to, to you know, the babble a little bit. Oh, but, you and me both, brother. Don't even worry about it. So I'll just try to give you a little background. So around that time, so November November 2019, but months before that, man, I was really going through a really really rough time in my life. You know, I was dealing with a a ton of anxiety, mm. like it was like honestly taking over my life, man. It was like destroying my life. Mm. And, you know, I honestly, I had nowhere to turn. And then so one day I was just strolling down Facebook, you know, just being nosy. But then it uh, this little uh, little post said basically start a podcast, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, hmm, you know, it can't be this easy. Right. Mm. So. I click on it and, you know, I, I, I was sitting there reading about it for a couple, couple of minutes. And then I was like, Hey man, I ain't got nobody else really to talk to. Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't have nobody to, or I didn't feel comfortable talking to people just yet. Understandably. Yeah. So I, I literally, I logged on, I pushed click and I was sitting at my kitchen table, man. And I just, it just came out of me. I just started talking. Mm. And I guess that was my beginning of being a podcaster, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's, yeah, that that's basically how it happened. Yeah, so with me, it started with it started with an interest. Like yeah. this is this is the A for Able. I I consider to be the the more serious side of what I do as a as a podcaster because okay. usually my shows are more on the you know on the nerdy pop culturist side you know and that's okay. and that's the side I like to express the most. Okay. When it came to talking about mental when it came to talking about mental health and the things that i've that i've been through and talking about it in this format i was very nervous so it it took me months to even to even come up with a title for the show yeah so i can you know so i i can see where you're coming from um so i went so i went back i went Mm -hmm. back in your catalog and Mm -hmm. listened to the first couple episodes of anxiety um about anxiety again, just just to get a you know just to refresh myself because I see that your show has evolved mm. and yeah it started with it started with you and occasionally your um and occasionally your your wife yeah <laughs> um sharing stories about yourselves and what it's like having the type of anxieties that you do yes and then later on and evolved with um you having other people share their stories mm-hmm. and that's really when i came that's really when i came in yes definitely. um so can you so can you explain like what it what it's like like have you were you formally diagnosed um with anxiety or did you you know did you find out and then later on get you get checked out how did you uh, how did you come across this well well I, I give you a little background on. Mm-hmm. So I'm 36 right now. So yeah. my, my first diagnosis was um, when I was 17 years old. So, uh, I, I, you know, I went through a little bout of, you know, extreme anxiety when I was like a junior in high school. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. My parents didn't know what it was. You know, they didn't know what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, you know, they take me to the doctor or whatever it may be. And that's when I got the diagnosis with like with anxiety. And, you know, they really this is what, 2001 or whatever. Mm. They, they really didn't explain it to me that much. Or maybe I just wasn't listening. I, I don't know what it was. Mm. But, you know, I just didn't I didn't know what I was dealing with. And um, just throughout the years, you know, I, OK, I knew I had anxiety. So I would research it a little bit on my own after I got the diagnosis and. To be honest with you, my man, mm-hmm. I really didn't want to claim it at first because I <laughs> felt the stigma behind it. You, you thought know? it would make it would make you seem weak, weak or that, lesser that than. The number one thing was like, yo, if I really claim this and I really, you know, believe this, then I maybe I'm weak. Mm-hmm. And so I just throughout my twenties and everything, I kind of like just threw it to the side. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. I did a lot of things to. A lot of things to uh, just like suppress that thought of having anxiety, mm-hmm. but life tends to catch up with you. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. You know, fa- fast forward. You know, 
when I'm almost to my 30s, you know, I I marry my wife, you know, we already got kids. So, you know, I go from being in my 20s and being wild and doing whatever it is I want to do to keep my mind off of it. So now I got responsibilities and I got to sit myself down mm-hmm. and I got to, you know, be an adult. And honestly, you know, becoming a responsible adult mm-hmm. and, you know, having responsibilities, it came with a little, with some stress, you know, it, it did, to be honest with you. And that's when, <laughs> that's when it got really bad for me, you know, and so um, it came back. And so I end up going to the doctor. I end up going to the hospital. This is oh, I'm all over the place, but I'm just trying to give you a quick, you know, I, I, I'm following you. I'm following you. A quick, a quick background. But this is probably like I want to say about seven years ago, man. Like when it actually came back, like really bad. Mm. And uh, I just I, I couldn't control it no more, man. Like I used to have like just like negative thoughts and mm. like just I worry so much. Mm. But this was the first time that anxiety really like struck me like physically, like physical symptoms, mm. like the the heart palpitations, you know, shortness of breath. Uh, man, I wasn't eating. I lost weight. And just like I just had like weird sensations throughout my body. And, you know, it just. It scared me, man. That That's that's too real, homie. That That's too real. I've had mm. moments like that. I'm the type of person that doesn't do well when things start to change. Like yes. if I get too comfortable in what I deem as normal everyday life and things mm-hmm. about it start to change, even the little, even the littlest things like opening a, ba- a, a bank account or, mm-hmm. you know, yes. things like that. It's like, I, I'm, I overthink yep. the heck out of it. That's the, the that's the one overthink. Right. And I, I, I kind of had a I kind of had a feeling listening to you and seeing what you're doing that you would that you and I would relate on that level. I I, I just had that I just had that feeling. Yeah, Overthinking. you know, that's, that's and yeah, it's it's because what you're because what you're describing is what I felt when I was diagnosed and I was diagnosed in my twenties. Yeah, okay. you know, and as a kid growing up with a disability. Yeah that's where a lot of the anxiety came from. It came from wanting to be accepted for just being me, not because, you know, not, not to just hide my, my disability because my, because I got a limp, everybody can see it, but, you know, but it's also later on, it's also this, like you said, the stigma, especially Mm -hmm. we're, we're black men, black men. And we're and and that's looked at as not only a not only a man being you know being has to be strong has to do this has to do that has to be like this all the time mm-hmm. which is already pressure no matter who you are but being yeah. a minority especially in America and being told that you got to be you know you got to be strong suck it up man up blah 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 this is what it is you know that's it that's it that's, that was that was the biggest thing for me. And then like, I think my, my second episode, which to me, my second episode is, is near and dear to my heart. Mm. You know, uh, that's, that's the one where I really kind of let loose, mm. you know, like the suck it up. And, you know, like when you tell people what you're going through, you know, they might, Hey man, suck it up. Stop acting weak. You a suck man. Be strong. Just get over it. Get over it. Like mm. I heard that so many times throughout my life mm. that, I actually started to believe it. Like, yo, I got to get over this. I got to suck it up. I got to be a man, mm. you know, but suppressing all of that, 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 all of that inside of me, man. And it wasn't good because no. it's bound to come out sometime. It's, it's, yeah. It's out. like a, it's like a, it's like a pressure cooker or like, yeah. uh, or like, or like a can of soda. You shake it up and so then cool. you open it. It's going to go all over the place, man. And when it comes, it's going to be bad. Yeah. No matter, no matter how it, 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 it could, it could be only a few seconds or yeah. it could, you could store up frustration and stuff for years. Next thing you know, you take it out on anyone close to you. That is true, man. You, you really, you know, you, you really, you really, really do, man. And it's just, I got to a point, man, where I just needed to, I needed to let loose. I needed to, you know, let people know. Mm-hmm what I'm going through and not really worry about what people think what about people me. think. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the key. I know that's a norm. Well, 
for lack of a better word, normal human trait. Yes. We're always think we're always thinking, you know, what's that guy's problem or what are they, you know, like, do I got something on my face? What, what are they thinking of me right now? Mm-hmm. It's like, but then, then you get to a point where it doesn't matter. Like, like I'm a single, like I'm a single guy, but I still got things to, I got still, I still got things to, to worry about. Like I got people mm-hmm. in my family that I'm, you know, that I'm close to that, that they, you know, while they may be, you know, older than me or ones that had that seem like they have other things together, they still sometimes they come to me just to talk. And sometimes and sometimes I just need to, you know, sometimes everybody, we just need to vent, you know, yes, yes, and it's okay. And it's okay. Sometimes we just need to be told that that's okay. And we're getting to a point where we're getting to a point where we're talking about it more. But what's really being done about it? is that you know that's the that's the overall question like we we know that there are people with certain levels of you know of anxiety it mm-hmm. may it, it may be you know it it may be something you know something small that they turn into something big or it could be something traumatizing that they just can't let go of yeah yeah so have you ever been to you know any kind of therapy or you know, any kind of exercise that you, you know, that you do yeah. to help out with your mental state? Well, yes, I have. Um, so in 2019, that was the, that was the worst of the worst. You know, that's when I almost lost my family and everything. I almost lost my wife, my oh. kids, everything, just because, you know, they didn't understand what I was going through. So I decided to try to go get help for the first time in my life i actually buckled down i actually went to the doctor you know talked to them and they actually brought a therapist in mm. and to be honest i will say this before i get further into it i believe if you find the right therapist yes it can be great for you agreed you, know, you, you, you gotta find the right one that's on the same level as you that understands you you know mm-hmm. so my experience though was like so i, I saw i went to the doctor and so they brought in the therapist and <laughs> let's just say that they didn't know who I, the therapist didn't know me at all. It only seen me for like one minute. And the first thing she did, man, was put him on his pill. So the, Wait, the very first thing first they tried minute, to do was push medication on you? Man, listen, promise you, the very first minute she walked in the room, didn't know my name. The first thing she said was... Now, let me jump back a little bit. So I went to the hospital like two weeks earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And the hospital, they gave me Xanax, right? Never took Xanax a day in my life, right? Yo. So, And I'm not against medication. I'm not against it. If it's good for you, do it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's good. If it works for you, do it. So that's uh-huh. I want to clear that up. Mm-hmm. You know, so they gave me Xanax, man. And brother, I, I did not like that. You know, it just it was for lack of a better time, it was too good. Like I was just like how did it make you feel? Like what was that? Dude, what was that? I like? didn't care about nothing. <laughs> like I just when I took it, it's like it transformed me into I wasn't myself. Like my wife would point out to me, she was like, Yo, well, you know, you're I, I feel like I didn't care about nothing. Like mm. like my my kids would like be in the car and would spill a whole cup of Pepsi all over the seat and I just be like, oh it's nothing. It's fine. You know, I just I wasn't myself. So yo, that is wow. I really wasn't like I didn't like that. I feel like it mm. just altered who I was. Mm. So I, I end up going back to the doctor and so they she tried to put me on Zoloft. Right. And brother, when I tell you I I was just trying it because I thought it was gonna help me you know but it actually made me really sick you know it really did and so i i you know i let them know that i really didn't like the prescription or whatever it may be and you know i didn't want to take it and so she thought that and i'm just this is my experience she just thought that i wasn't taking my treatment serious you know i was like no i am i just don't think i want to take the medicine but i'm okay to see you you know Mm. and she basically told me man like you know, this is part of the, the process. If, if you can't do this, then I can't talk to you. But 
how are they expected to talk to you yes. when you are basically out of your head? Like one, like either one, one, pres- one prescription has got you not caring about anything. Anybody yes. could like, oh, like pretty much, pretty much your house could be falling apart around you. You can be like, man, I didn't care. I didn't and then, care. and then the other one's making you physically ill. Physically, I was worse on it. Like my symptoms of anxiety, okay, those were probably gone or whatever, but just like the ill feeling, the sickness was just, I was like, yo, I'll take the anxiety over this. You know, it man, just was that bad. Man, I, 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 I've never been on any kind of medication. I know plenty of people who, yeah. who have, and it works, you know, and it works for yeah. them. But I yeah. also know of people who have been wrongfully diagnosed, who yes. have been, who, who have been given the, the wrong, the, have not been given the, the proper dosage for their yes. condition and yeah. doctors and no offense to the medical community. I, I no. you know, if it wasn't for the medical community, I would not be where I am right now. As far yeah. as walking, I will, yeah. I, I will admit that, but yeah. But outside of painkillers, when I was, you know, when I was, when I was a teenager, I have never been on any kind of medication. Mm -hmm. So when someone tells me about the experiences they've had Mm. on the medication, it kind of, it scares me because, because, because they're trained to just give us, you know, just give us pills or give us whatever they think is going to help because that is what they're that is what they're trained to do did did your um did this doctor like did you guys talk just have a session we had one we had one and you know the session was actually a week after she wanted me to come back a week after i started taking the medicine so i took the medicine for seven days but i was just like dude i was sick you know so i came back and i explained to her like i said that i I don't really don't feel good i don't feel good on this medicine and that's when she explained to me, you know, basically, you know, this is part of the treatment. And if you can't do this, then I can't basically talk to you. That was, it shocked me, man. And not to say that all therapists is like that. No, no. But that particular one was, and I just, it kind of, honestly, man, it kind of turned me off. Mm. And I did, I did do, you, have you heard of better help? Um, actually, I think, I, I think so, but I'm not really. It's, it's like more. It's more on on phone. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's over. It's over the phone type. I did my job at my my old job. I had offered four free sessions of better help counseling. Oh, beautiful, so beautiful. I took I, I took advantage of that, and um, I will say my those four sessions, man. It taught me a lot. You know, it taught me some different uh coping skills. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean those after those four, you know, it was over. It, it was like pay an arm and a leg. Yeah, keep going. Which, you know, but other than that, man, no, I, my experience now, that was like a year ago. And now I, I'm just me now, man. The podcast I, helped me. Man, it, it is just, yo, I, I can't even imagine what was, what that is like. One time my anxiety got so bad because of this, you know, the state of the world that Ooh. I didn't ask for, I didn't ask for a pill or anything yeah they it was right it was like a, it was like a few weeks before it was it was like a month or so before the election and somebody had shared a meme that says if one wins we're effed if the other wins we're effed yeah <laughs> this pa- you know this just you know can, can we just pass around a blunt and just relax right yeah and I, and and i ain't a smoker but i'm not against it right so yeah me neither so I told, so I asked, uh, I asked a homegirl of mine, I'm like, can mine come with a, in a brownie? Right. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I got you. Then her cousin was like, girl, you know how to do edibles. She's like, I do now. Right now yeah. her cousins, her, her cousin's um, boyfriend, who's also a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He hooked me up with a cheesecake. Ooh. So I knew what it was in it. And I'm a, I'm a sweets guy. I love yeah. You know, my, my one of my problems is I love sugar too much. Yeah, you know yeah. And I've had a love it. affair with sugar since I was three. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I knew that if I ate this cake like I wanted to, I was going to just be, you know, the effects oh. would just, I don't know what the effects yeah. were going to be. So I yeah. might, so I would take <laughs> a piece a day, mm-hmm. right? Did and it help? It did. It re- like, like, the thing is, like, 
it made me feel a lot more calm. Whoa. And then the most it did because because I was I was only taking small pieces. The amount that he that he gave me because he also gave me the the exact the exact amount of whatever he put in there i don't know what kind of i forgot exactly what kind of strain but the brother like he he put it out on me like a like a prescription like here's here's (laughs) what it's usually for here's how much is you know here's how much is in it here are the Mm -hmm. side effects that you might you know it might experience and that was just through a text he knew exactly what he was doing. So I trust so I trusted him and I took a piece a day, shared it, shared like a little bit with my brother. And wow. I felt I felt not only did I feel a little more clear, but after about two hours, I was just laughing. Like everything <laughs> everything made me laugh. That's what but, it do to you. Right. But also, <laughs> but also, um, I, you know, because of my because of my condition, I'm like I'm really stiff on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That loosened me up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. I have heard. I, 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 you know, like marijuana in general. Like I'm not a smoker. You know, I don't. Mm. I have in my life. Mm. You know, I tried it. Maybe I just was not basically smoking the right strain for me. Mm. It, it made my anxiety worse. Ah. Uh, but mm. I have had some in my life that made me really mellow. You know, mm. but I, I do believe in like CBD. Yeah. Like I do like the gummies and everything that helps me out. Um, mm. They actually like have CB, uh, CBD hemp flowers that if you like to smoke, you can smoke those too. Ah. You know, and mm. you know, it's not, it don't, it don't have a TAC in it or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I, you know, I'll do that and it actually really calms me down, man. It actually helps me out. So, I, um, Oh, I'm sorry. To c- I cut you off. I'm sorry, dude. No, you good, man. You good. Yeah. Now nah, I um, which go up. My my mother, my mother's a, a health coach, right? Yeah. And she, um, she, se- she sells and tells people about essential oils, right? Mm, yeah. And she got me into uh, she got me into essential oils uh, like few. Like years back, it was actually years back, right? She, you know, she told me like, you know, what, you know, what it could do for my, for my CP and it could also help me, you know, also help me relax. So I keep like stuff like lavender and sage on, you know, on deck. Like I have, I have a diffuser and sometimes when I just want to, you know, when I just want to chill out, you know, I'll like, I'll research what each uh, one does and mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, in which ones I have. So if I feel like, anxious or whatever i just take it like a you know a whiff of of lavender or yeah. if i feel like i need to just relax and clear my head and clear out the room you know how people would say like you know what get that bad energy out you sage yeah. sage you no know? so i got say i got sage oil and that and because it's the and because it's the oil it's incredibly potent mm. right so it's got mm-hmm. me and my apartment just smelling nice like there's no like no like and plus whatever bacteria is in the air it gets rid of about 97 percent of it so i'm like this is this is it you know what awesome you know this this you know this is it um so so you said that um that at first your 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 family was was struggling on what you know on what to do with your you know with your condition how is how is that now and how are you coping Mm -hmm. Well, to be honest with you, man, it's still a process, man. You got good days, you got bad days. Word. I, I would say, um, like, like me and my wife, like you said, you heard an episode of me and my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I put that out there in the world, man, because I thought it was important for people to see the realness mm-hmm. of a relationship of a, a husband and a wife, and the the problems or the struggles that came with having a spouse that's dealing with a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. You know. And so our relationship was on the rocks, man. Like she, in her defense, she tried to understand me, but she couldn't. You see, it just wasn't, you know what I'm saying? For some people, they just, if they not feeling it or they're not going through it, they can't, they can't understand it. But uh, mm. I think from that moment, that episode, she started to open up and try to understand me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so she, she knows some of my triggers you know, it, at the end of the day, man, you got good and bad days. Yeah, just like, you know, just like anybody, just like we work anybody on it. else. Yep, we, we work on it, man. You know, I can't yeah. say with a perfect couple or whatever it may be. Because nah, nobody's uh, perfect. 
Yep, yep, yep. So we're we're we're, we're working on it, man. Excellent, excellent. Glad you know. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Um, so, so going back, so going back to your show or yep. shows, because uh, <laughs> yep. you have not only three uh, anxiety about anxiety, you also have um, our black voices matter. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's what's the uh, what's the third? There's a third one, right? Seven minutes of laughter. It's Seven a comedy podcast. Yep. So. <laughs> So, so a little bit about those three, man. So when I started doing anxiety about anxiety, I, I felt that like, I felt like I found what it is I supposed to be doing. Like I I got this, like, oh man, it's podcasting game. Like, I love this. I love creating. I love like just being in that space. So I, I wanted to do another podcast. And obviously with all the events that went on in America, as we know, especially during the pandemic, George Floyd, you know, uh, everything that was going on, man, I was like, man, I I really Mm want to create a platform, Breonna Taylor, all of that stuff. You know, I wanted to speak on it. And I wanted to create a platform similar to anxiety about anxiety, where I have people come on. And instead of me actually doing an interview, I wanted to let these people express what was on their mind just with from them, from their point of view. Mm-hmm. So our Black Voices Matter, I just gave people the opportunity to talk about what was going on in the world or in America and how they felt about it. You know, get all that built up frustration out and just put it out into open. And so, you know, for us, our, you know, Black Americans, like we need to we need a platform. We, we need to express what we're going through. We need to talk about what we're going through. Say so word, bro. That yeah. was, that was, that was the, the goal of that one. Right now I'm working on season two. I, you know, I, season one was like, mm, I ain't did it in like three months, you know, cause I've been, you know, I let it set and now mm-hmm. I'm working on season two of that one right now. Mm-hmm. And then, so that one's near and dear to my heart too. I got a lot coming up for that. And then the seven minutes of laughter podcast, I just, I don't know. I just like comedy. So same. So yeah. Same. Any uh any uh any comedians in particular? Uh my my favorite ones? Yeah, who's your favorite ones? Ooh, man. I would have to say, ooh. I like Eddie Griffin, man. He kind of he he kind of R-rated, but Eddie's raw. Like man, he's super raw. But he, I no, love he, him though, dude. He's, That's he's, my guy, man. He is raw. Like I follow, I follow him on YouTube. I've been a fan of his since I was a kid watching Malcolm and Eddie. You know, I I feel like he don't get his respect like he's supposed to. Like he, like I don't, you don't see or hear about him as much as you say, say like Chappelle or um, or anybody or or anybody on that level. But it's you know, but he's still he's still up there. He up there, man. That's that's my guy, man. I, I love. Eddie Griffin and I just wanted to create a platform for basically that platform is for more up and comers though mm. you know it's it's not really for anybody established it's for people that's especially during the pandemic so in in the comedic you know entertainment field when the pandemic happened they couldn't do no more shows yeah they couldn't go nowhere so mm. I got on Facebook and was looking at these different like stand-up comedian uh, comedy groups Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were doing like Zoom, like stand up hours or whatever, you know, stuff like that. So I was yep. like, yo, let me let me create a platform for some of these up and comers to come on here and just kind of like work on their craft practice. It, it didn't have to be the super the, the, the greatest thing. It just was practice, you know. Right. So that's that's basically what I did. I like to give people the opportunity to eat if it's anxiety about anxiety. Mental health is such a passion of mine. Mm. So I like to give people the opportunity to talk about what they've been through on, you know, with any type of mental health struggles. And then, like I said, our black voices matter. Just give you a voice. Mm-hmm. And then in the comedy space, just practice. That's See, basically. I'm a, yep. I'm glad that you I'm, I'm glad that you have a balance of yeah. the shows like like yeah you can you know talk talk about your talk about the, your mental health or talk about how pissed off these these uh you know all, all this stuff 
you're yeah. just making you. And then, you know, yeah. oh, uh, you got you got some you got some jokes. You want to work on your uh, like your tight five, 10 minutes or something. Make people laugh because no. we need that more than ever right now. We, we definitely do, that. man. So that was that. It, it, now it can get a little it's for me. I don't really do nothing. Man. I, I stay in the house. I stay to myself. So mm. but it's a lot of work. though. I am, I'm not going to sit here and lie, you know, um, trying to get people. Say, for instance, like the anxiety about anxiety podcast, right? Mm. It's a little unconventional. Yep. You know, um, at first, when I ever first put it out there that, you know, I wanted somebody to come on and share their story on my podcast, mm. the first thing people would think is like, oh, so we're going to do a one on one interview, right? And so when I first start, you know, when I first ever start telling people, like, no, I got this idea about people just basically sending me a self-recording, mm. you know, talking about what they've been through and what they're going through and how they're coping with it. Man, I got turned down so many times. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, goes with it. That goes with it too. It's like yeah, it was, it's like it, trying it, to get a job. Yeah, it, it was yeah. like, what man? Is that really podcasting? You know, is that really like you? You just want me to send you a recording? I'm like, yeah. You know, like I mean, you don't have to, but yeah, if you if you want to, like I. My very first time I did an interview, I did an actual one-on-one interview, like what we're doing. Yeah. Dude, like, I commend you because you are great at what you do. <laughs> um, I was not. Like, I was, dude, I was terrible. Like, <laughs> I, I've, I've had a lot, I've had a lot of practice. Yeah. I, I've, I've had a lot of practice and I was also kind of, kind of trained on it. But, but one thing I can't do, I can't do. Well, now, I, I don't want to say can't. I don't want to say can't. I got to get that out. I got to get that out of my head. Yeah, I have yet to really do something live. Like, OK, like I did. I did a lot. I did a live panel with some friends a couple years ago and only about three people showed up. But we were mm-hmm. you know, it was it, to me, it was like practice grounds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it was because it was the first time either one of us had done anything like I, I don't even like doing Facebook live. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I I am a I I my crutch is editing because I'm an because mm. I'm an editor and stuff by trade. So oh wow. So that's what yeah I went to you know I went to school for it and now I do freelancing and my 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 dream was always doing you know was always doing like edit you know like editing and 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 like animation and stuff you know and stuff like that mm-hmm. audio video editing stuff i even did a uh, i i know how to put together a radio show i know how to put i know how to put together a news you know uh, like wow. a news report but that was because mm-hmm. i was trained on it for four months and it was just something i love to do but as far as doing something live no editing yeah. no no nothing i'm i get i get nervous nervous everybody you know, gonna see your mistakes exactly so yeah. when, so when you were were asking people on the on the uh, podcast movement um, Facebook page to share their story, and I said yes, it took me like 12, 13 takes. Yeah, I get that get, a lot because I had a lot to say, and I was trying to condense it. Just just like you were worried about talking too much. The reason why I don't think I don't worry about it is because I do the same thing, bro. There you so, go. You know, so it really, you know, so trying to do like I did, how much did I do? About 13, 14 minutes? That uh, took- yeah, I actually just, I, I just listened to it a couple hours ago. And I think it was about 14, about 14, 15 minutes or whatever. And it was awesome too, by the way. Like Thank you, you dropped some gems up in there, some things that I still to the day, just, you know, I go back and listen to it. Like, yo, that's how you got to live, man. Yeah, thank, it's no, thanks, okay bro. not to be okay, man. Yeah, I'm still getting to the, like, okay not to be okay i've seen that so many times and people are you know are telling us now that it's okay to you know just be yourself but it's still a struggle it's you know and i know there's plenty of people going through this it's still a struggle to really hold on to that yes and be okay and be really okay with it like i say never be normal and stuff all the time that's That's the credo never be normal you know i you know but sometimes i regress you know, something bad, something bad happens or something or something gets stuck in my head. Sometimes I regress and have to and have to t- and have to have that conversation with my with myself 
again. Me, me too, man. I, like I said, I'm not. I think a lot of times what I get, people will like message me or send me emails just because of my podcast. A lot of times and they think I got the answers, you know, they'll, they'll send me, you know, like I always say, and I'll be joking a lot on my podcast. I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm not a professional. I'm not a mm. therapist. I'm not a doc. Mm. Like I'm just a normal guy. I don't have all the answers, but I can let you share your story. You know, I, but yeah, I, I get a lot of people who ask me, Hey man, uh, how can I do this? How can I do this? Or what do you do? You know, if I got a, a answer, I'll give it to them. Yep. But if I don't, you know, I explain to them, like, you know, I don't really have the answer, but, um, I think this episode that I had on my podcast could possibly help you out, you know, go take a listen and maybe you can find a few tips or pointers that might, might help you out. So, but, but you see, but you see what you're doing, right? You see what you're doing. You're giving people, you're giving people not the, the answers right off the bat, but you're giving them a way to look and you're also giving, and you're giving people a platform to just tell their truth. And since the pandemic, since the pandemic, there's been so many podcasts that have come out. There's been so many shows that have come out. People are finding new lanes in this space. Yes. You know, and you, you have a net, like you have a network, (laughs) you have a network, you got merch. Your merch game is, 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 is up there, bro. Like when I saw, when I saw that first few when I saw that first, when those first few shirts, I was gonna buy a, a black, our Black Voices Matter shirt. Yeah, you know, um, but I couldn't. I gotta redo them. those, by the way. I, I actually got off that website. Now I got a new website that I'm working on. But, See, yeah. See, no, look, look at you. Listen to yourself. You got your, you got your own, you got your own lane. You got the break the sti- the stigma movement. Yes. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about break the stigma, man. Yes. Give, give me, where 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 did you come up with the with the idea and the in the in like the process? Can you walk me through it? Break the stigma, man. Just my whole history of every but the stigma behind anxiety or just mental health and I ain't even gonna say anxiety. I'm just say the whole broad spectrum of mental of health mental in general. Health. Mm-hmm. Just like there's always been a stigma behind it, and I heard break the stigma before. You know, I you know. Yep. Now it hits me different though because mm. I'm taking it serious. So I just was like my whole podcast and my whole movement, my whole message is like, yo, let's help break the stigma. I know it's not going to help uh, happen overnight. No. But as long as we having the conversation about it and bringing it up more often, it'll be, it'll be, you know, it won't be normalized, but you know, it'll, it'll begin you know, I'm just one person, though. But if I do it and then somebody else do it and somebody else do it, then, you, you know, gotta, you got to have it snowball. Yeah. And so I man, if I'm a preacher, I'm aware. Mm, I no, no, I hear you. I hear I'm you. aware of my man for real. Break the stigma. That's that's all I want to do, man. That's my dream, man, is to just take this podcast, man, and just evolve. I still want to do the podcast. That's my passion. Yep. But once these, once the world open up again, my plan is to become a public speaker mm-hmm. and share my message and share some of like your message, you know, your recording, you know, what you said and other people just to share that and put that out that out into the world. That's my goal. A lot of the people that, um, that answered your call to do, Man. uh, to tell their story. Yeah. They are like some brave a plus individuals bro yes and yeah. i say anybody who's willing to just who who's willing to just you know get on a get on a mic and just talk about them and talk about themselves in a vulnerable space that's being, the that's the key word right that's there. the key like being be willing to be uh vulnerable yep. is something that you know that is not that does not come easy to a lot you know to a lot of us because we're thinking we're going to be judged right off the bat. We're thinking that we're going to be, we're going to be judged regardless of if, if we stumble, if we stumble on a word or if we say something that somebody doesn't like, because people yes. are easily, for lack of a better word, triggered, yes. you, you know, and, and it's, and it's okay to feel that way, but also give someone a chance to, to tell you why they feel the way they do 
before you go on a on a on a Twitter rant or mm. a Facebook rant and start wanting to cancel them. I'm just you know I'm I'm yeah, just saying I feel you. you know and I'm not saying that you know not, not, not everybody deserves it. I'm just I'm just saying that I've I've we're on the internet. The internet is not yeah. always a friendly place. You know what I mean? Not, not at all, man. You know, it, it is not it is not a friendly place. So when you so when you say like say okay, I got a um I got a family member who got suspended off of Twitter for 24 hours just because they said she said she didn't like one artist. I don't know exactly what she said about wow. that artist, but wow. she just said she did not like this artist. And next thing you know, the <laughs> you know the 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 um the Twitter bots were like, oh no suspended i'm like but wow. what's the criteria are you are you saying that we're not supposed to say anything that could be deemed offensive at yeah. all you know like yeah it's not like it's not like she went on a race rant no mm. she just said she didn't like this person's music that's wow, it man it's art right yeah yeah you know well that's that's the day and age we live in here man like that's just everything we say everything we do is critique yes you know what i'm saying if you for every for every five people that love what you're doing, you're gonna have another ten people that hate what you're doing. I've been doing stuff on the internet for a long time. I've I've had uh, people even tell me to kill myself because they didn't like what I was doing, and that was just me reviewing a freaking cartoon. <laughs> yeah, man. Even man, listen. On, on, on that note, man, like even with my podcast, man, like in some of these groups, man like the way I do it, like we just, we had the conversation about how I do it, man. I get so yeah. many, I no, I don't want to say so many, but I get some people like some, some fellow podcasters that just, they question me so much. Like, it's just like, I'll put that post up and then I'll get like so many responses, but then it'd be like negative ones. Like, yo, he's not really a podcaster. He's just using you. I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not using them. Like I'm, I'm sharing a message, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah. To, to them, it's like, why would you want to send a recording that he's going to benefit from? I'm like, yo, I'm not benefit. Like, man, we're all benefiting from this, man. Like, but like I say, for five good comments, you're going to have 10 bad comments. Yeah. And it's just, that's just how it is, man. And I think at first it used to, it used to affect me. Yep. Now I kind of like, I brush it off and just be like, yo, hey, if you don't want to do it, you don't like it, you don't have to do it. I mean, you've been doing you've been doing anxiety, anxiety about anxiety for for two years at this point. And when you started doing the when you started giving people when you started passing the mic to other people. Yep. Right. I just saw like every every week, the ep, you know, the episodes would just get, you know, some would get deeper. Some would yeah. some would do like video versions of um, yeah. of an episode yeah. Yeah. and you're sharing them and, and, and they're willing to just tell you. Oh, I just came home from a funeral and yeah. here's how it made me feel. Or it's like, man. like, it's a lot up in there, man. There's a, a lot. lot. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to process. Like sometimes I'll just, sometimes I will see something that you post or something that somebody or somebody with, you know, somebody that within the podcast movement yeah. posted. And I'm like, that was not only deep, but that was real. There was no, yeah. There was no, there was no script. There nope. was no, nobody feeding anybody lines. There was none, there was none of that. And sometimes, yes, that's, that's hard to process because you can't fathom what someone else is going through, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, but the fact that they're willing to, to share it and to, and to, and let people know that whoever you are, you're not alone. You're not by yourself. That's you know? key, man. That's, that's, the, that's the goal. That's, that's the, the goal. Man. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. So speaking of the world as we know it today, how how um, did you fare with lockdown hmm. and Corona Not when coronavirus started coming in and we you know and we were officially on lockdown as an as a world, not even as a nation, Man. as a world. How did you how did you feel? How's quarantine? Not, not good, man. Not not. I felt like as if. Like when it first started, you know, we started talking about it on the news and everything. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like January and February, you know, they were talking about it a little bit. It, it didn't affect me at first. I like, I, you know, it ain't, it ain't here. It ain't, it's, you know, 
a lot of a lot of us were feeling the same way. But when it started trickling in and stuff started happening and everything like that, and um, it started getting real. Mm. Man, I was it changed me, dude. Like I felt like my anxiety and stuff was getting better. But when that happened, like my old job, man, like when you had to start wearing a mask and everything. Mm. I couldn't trust nobody. Like I felt like I didn't want nobody next to me mm. just because you think of you thinking about you may have it. You know what I'm saying? So it just affected my relationship. My mind was going crazy. Not to mention that my wife works at a hospital. Oh, so my wife was she don't work there no more, mm. but she was working uh, in, uh, in environmental services. So basically she was a head cleaner. So they go into these rooms, the rooms with COVID, and clean them. So it was basically so close to my home. Like, so I fear for my wife. Mm. I fear not only for her, but her bringing it home. You know, we had the conversation, like, when we went into lockdown, dude, and you couldn't go nowhere. Mm -hmm. Like, all you could do is just, like, sit in your house, go, you know, essential workers or whatever it made. My job was an essential worker for some, mm. you know, for some odd reason. So back, go to work, come home. And those four walls, these four walls, man, tend to close in on you. Mm. Like we don't do anything anyway. Like we literally work, come home and go get something to eat, come home. But so basically that's almost what we was doing, but we were made to stay in the house. You know, when you got the option of staying in the house or going out and you can do that, it's different besides somebody saying, yo, you can't go nowhere. Yeah, I felt you the know? same way. I didn't yeah. I didn't want to go. I was used to staying indoors. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to go outside. Yeah. And for the longest time, I felt like I couldn't go outside. Couldn't I, I couldn't be. even give my mom a hug. My mom only lives a, a few minutes away from yeah, me. Nobody. No, no, yeah. nobody. My man, like parents. My, I mean, listen, man, my dad, I ain't seen my dad since. So Corona been going on for a year now, right? Or a yeah, little man. over a year. I ain't seen my dad since Christmas of 2019, dude. Yo. Like, I ain't seen, man, I ain't touched him. I ain't seen him. My dad, you know, he got some health problems or whatever. He lived about two hours from me. Mm. But, you know, he just been staying in the house. So I ain't seen him in like over a year, man. That affects me, you know? Mm. And um, like I got laid off from work, mm. you know, like. The whole Corona thing killed my job, man. I got, I was, I mean, I was off work six months. Sheesh. I, I literally just went back in October, man, to a new job. But I was off six months, man, in the house, man. And it just, it was not nice, man. It was, I don't know, man. I, I when they say when life give you lemons, make lemonade, man, I was trying to, you we, know, so. Like, yeah. Um, we made it through. We made it through, and also you got a new Make venture with the, you know, with the podcast at least, you know. Man, that's all I had. I mean, that was before Corona and everything, but you still, you know, but you still, you're still building, you know. It, okay, if like I said. When life give you lemons, make lemonade, dude. I I was stuck in the house, had nothing to do. Well. Let me backtrack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is gonna make you laugh real quick, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Basically, it, it almost contradict myself. I was in a house a lot, but me and my wife towards like July, between July and September, we actually said, forget this, man. We started traveling. Me and my wife, we didn't take the kids nowhere. Mm -hmm. I actually traveled more this year, uh, 2020, than I did in a long time. I don't know why. <laughs> like, like we went to Miami, man. We went to New Orleans. I'm like, yo, should we be doing this? You know, but we were just stuck in the house so much. You know, we did it the safest way as possible, but man, mm. we just, we got out. We had to get out, man. And, you know, we knock on wood, you know, we was okay. Then nothing happened to us, but you know, those little moments that we got to get out and like, we went to Miami and it was, it was still kind of shut down, but it was just kind of cool just to be like walking around places, man. Right. You Cause know? you were, you know, like you said, the walls were closing in on you and we, we needed to get out, man. It just was, uh. The, the the air I would say the scariest thing though was the flight, mm. just being around people not knowing. So, but we well, made it through. According to man. you, you don't like to fly anyway, no, bro. Listen, there's <laughs> videos on my on my Facebook, bro, of us landing, and I almost had 18 panic attacks in one minute. Oh, like I don't 
I don't like it, dude. It's out of my control. I like to control situations. I got you. I got so, you. I flew on 2020, man. I was on seven airplanes. Wow. Man. Yeah, bro. And uh, you lucky. I haven't been on a plane since 2009. Yeah, so. seven airplanes, bro. So it just, you, you, <laughs> hey, lemons to lemonade, man. You had, you had to you had to do something, and there were places that were still um that were still open. Yeah, so we went, man. We went. And we now went. that things are calming down a bit, like we'll never, we will never return to what we knew before. No, you no, know, you won't, you won't, you won't. You know, to quote the to quote the song, it it was the end of the world as we knew it. But you know yeah. what? I feel fine. Um, yeah, 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 for yeah, the most yeah. part, yeah, that was cheesy. I don't care. Um, you, you, you good, bro? But you it's good. just like, you know, like now a lot of things, a lot of things have come out. People are 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 noticing more about what the you know about, and I don't want to get like political or whatever, but the you but good, the. Bro. But the uh, the holes and the governments in the system, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We've noticed a lot more of that during this, you know, during this whole pandemic. And now, and now it's out, you know, and now it's out there. Like you're mm-hmm. gonna have to, you're, you're gonna have to explain to future generations, like, yeah, we had our, uh, we had this, we had this pandemic. They didn't know what to do. You know, some mm-hmm. things they were hiding, you know, hiding from yep. us. Other countries were handling it better than we than than we were, and Dude, every country was handling it better than what we were. Man, <laughs> just I, I about. Like, I, I started becoming those. I started becoming like those teachers that would complain about the educational system, and yeah. you know, and they were like, "Well, in Japan they do this, and then they do this," Man, because I bad. I would see like reports of what they were doing in South Korea or what they were mm-hmm. doing in certain um, certain cities in Africa or what yep. New Zealand was doing. I'm like, listen, if I could move, I go probably go to New Zealand. They got they got all that. Come on, yep. they, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, all exactly, this. Man. As soon as as soon as that hit, New Zealand was like, nope, borders closed. Boom, okay. they, they got right up on it, man. And we, for lack of a better term, we didn't. <laughs> they ain't like we. I. It's a yeah, we're like, yeah, well, we'll, 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 deal. We'll, we, we, we'll deal. We got it, man. But it, it, it forever changed us, man. For yeah. ev- everybody. Everybody. Ever changed us, man. And uh, as far as like mental health, the pandemic was the worst thing that can happen for mental health. Like, man, mm. the depression and all of that stuff just shot through the roof because yeah. you were trapped. That's unfortunate. So, That's unfortunately true. Like, suicide like, rates went up for a minute and. Yep. It, it it was it was just scary like i i go to a uh i go to my my psychologist um yeah. every two weeks yeah and i couldn't you know be, because of the pandemic the offices were closed mm-hmm. but then they had a, they had a way for us to communicate so i'm like i'm yeah. glad i got you know high speed internet but <laughs> exactly. imagine imagine you're in a rural area that Man. and you can't get you can't get that internet speed that you need i mean people are getting you know people are getting more you know satellite internet and stuff now but imagine that you can't get you can't get that that help you need just to just to vent just to vent it out like you're stuck in your house yes you're you got family members telling you oh you can't even go shopping on your own because things are people are hoarding like everything tissue paper and everything. tissue paper and, everything. and oh my god i literally saw a woman brag that she had man. that she had bought all the toilet paper and all the paper it towels was, because she didn't want anybody else to have it yeah it, it, it was it was bad and man like i seen like the mental toll it took on the children too man mm. like being taken away from their friends not being able to go to school um like my kids you know, one of my one of my son, my 15 year old, he's 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 been homeschooled for like the last four years. Like he do online school. So he's oh, for the last four years. So he's already well, so he was kind of used to it. He's yeah, already he, used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He 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 also suffers with a, with social anxiety. Oh, so, so he, he, he you know, we took him out of the school system and put him in to online school. So oh. he kind of was OK with it. But like my 17, I have a 17 year old and then my 10 year old. Mm-hmm. They are social butterflies. So when they got yanked out of school and you had to go online, they struggle with that. Mm. And I can see just from my 10 year old, you know, how mentally I think he was missing his friends. Yeah. Like he 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 no longer goes to school like he's online like my other son now. Mm. So 
he basically he lost friends mm. and yeah. it, it it bothered him you know what i'm saying so yeah it and you try to explain it to a 10 year old what's going on you know son it's the world is different now i'm sorry it's i just, got um i got a bunch of nieces and a couple and a couple nephews right my yeah. my best friend's kid they call me they they call me uncle so i take that you know so i take that seriously For both sure. and both my nephews like they they you know they they like being around they like being around their friends even my even even my little brother he's you know he's much younger younger than me but he's a social butterfly as well yeah. you know and you know as far as you know as far as i as far as i know he's fine but i can imagine you know mm. i can imagine them not being so great when you're being forced to stay yes. home yeah the like, first the first couple months was tough because you know the whole the whole process everything they had to do was just it was life altering you know for a child yeah. or a teenager whoever it may be mentally man you know they can't take all that in it's like man what's going on because all of this is happening one after the like one after the other i, I even spoke to some teachers and you know not everybody in their class was able to access internet um like google google classrooms i, I talked yeah. to a, a friend of mine who was a teacher uh last year and yeah. he had told me about the struggles with you know with that now it's getting now it's getting a little better so yeah. i will so i will say we have made progress yeah. but yeah. last year during the, especially during the beginning of this whole thing it was a whole different story it was man you but know? hey lemon lemons make lemonade man yeah try to live by it yeah so you know what man i think tonight has been a great talk great interview thank you, thank you. Thank um i encourage anyone listening to this is to is to go check this man's uh podcast out that's anxiety beyond anxiety that's our black voices matter and that's also um your comedy your comedy podcast seven minutes of laughter podcast. seven minutes of laughter okay if you if if you want to just if you just want to let loose and have a good laugh check out some check out seven minutes of laughter because because we, we we definitely need that you know you, yes, need, you need a you need that you need a dose of laughter any like as bad as some people need their medication exactly yeah. man and laughter is the funny. best medication sometimes the, laughter is the it is the best medicine it's serious it it's seriously it is. and it's free so it is free. it's free there's no there's no insurance plan because you don't need it there's no like anybody anybody can have it so and i just want to say i just want to say man thanks for bringing me on man and like i like i stated i think before we start recording man this is my very first interview like uh, I I'm never, <laughs> man, for real, man. I felt comfortable. We talked and I was like, yo, I I have set up or I have agreed to several interviews only to back out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like negative, I get them negative thoughts. Like I can't do it. I might say something wrong or whatever it may be. Mm. But, you know, this year, man, after 2020 and 2019, man, I just said, man, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do what it is I got to do. And that's my message to people, man. Follow your journey. Follow your path do what you got to do. You know, you're going to have those negative thoughts from time to time, man, but try your best to get over it and believe in yourself and believe in what it is you want to do. So, man, I thank you, Kyle, for bringing me on. I appreciate it so much, man. Hopefully we can do this again. Oh, we'll definitely do this. Podcast. We'll definitely do this again. We'll definitely yeah, do this keep again. Keep in touch, man. Yeah, the two of like the two of us. Yeah, we'll definitely you will definitely keep in touch. We'll definitely do this again. You had me on your podcast. You've been on mine. And I, I just one more, just one more question before we yep. sign off. Yep. If one day the younger version of you came to you and asked you, how do we turn out? Ooh. What would you tell them? <sighs> Ooh, I don't think I've ever been asked that before. The younger version came, my younger, the younger me came to me and say, how we turned out. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, man, I would probably be, mm, I would probably tell them, oh, man. Mm. To be continued, like, we're still on a journey, man. Like, the, the, the story, it, it has not ended yet. 
you know, I don't know. We've been through, we've been through some ups and downs, some peaks and valleys, some highs and lows, but we're walking our path. Come follow me mm-hmm. and let's see what the future holds for us. Cause it's not, our story is not done yet. There's no ending yet. So yeah, man, follow me. Let's walk our path, man. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, bro. That's Appreciate beautiful. it, man. Thank so, you so much. I'll be sharing. I'll be sharing this when it comes out. I'll be sharing your your links to your shows and no everything else. And I just want to thank. I just want to thank you for doing your for doing your thing and yep. letting people and letting people have a platform to, to just tell their truth. Yep. You know that's what I'm here for, man. Yep. Same here. Same here. Thank bro. you so much. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome, man. You have a great night. You too, brother. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. Just know you're not alone. And we'll see you on the next episode of A for Abled. Thank you, brother. Peace out. Peace out.